Graphic design empire. Take control of it. Do you know what? These are really great questions. If you want it, you're just going to find a way to get it. Welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Today's episode is with Ibi Tarafta, a Welsh designer who's been featured on the BBC. He's worked with loads of boxing celebrities and, and sports stars, um, and he's got some amazing stories, and I've really, really enjoyed this episode. We talk a lot about confidence, talk a lot about mindset and how that affects your design work, how that gets you better and bigger clients. Um, it's just, just a really powerful episode. I think uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. And uh, yeah. Check out the website as well, the creativewaffle.club website for all of the write-up around this episode, a few clips and tips around this show as well. So yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Um, please let me know what you think of it on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Uh, really, really appreciate all the feedback and, and the, the reviews over there. It does help the podcast. But yeah, thank you very much. Enjoy the episode and I'll see you at the end. All right then, we're into the podcast. Welcome. Welcome. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Can we uh, start off with who you are, uh, what you do, and a bit about yourself? Man, this question, who are you? You know, right? it's, it's, it always gets me. Like, I'm like, how do I introduce myself? Like, I'm a graphic designer. My name is Ibi Tarafta. Um, now I'm like creative director and founder of Tarafta Studio. So I'm always like evolving. My title's always changing, but I'm all around creative. But yeah, I specialize in brand identity. That's my thing. Nice, nice. Well, let's go back. Let's go back to school. Right, talk me through that because I watched your, your talk as well. You went back to old school and did your little. You watched that, talk. yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's yeah, cool. That, that so was in like 2016, I think it was. Really? Is that long ago? Yeah. So that was before so, the BBC stuff as well. That was before everything, man. <laughs> that was really cool. Um, yeah, that's that's something I want to do. You know, I don't. I, yeah, eventually. What did you do to get that? Did you just do you email them or no? Or they message you. Yeah, like. Some guy that was working with the school, they were like, um, they were doing this whole keynote um, award ceremony, and right. one of the one of the teachers was like, we want to get somebody that's that was in our school that's doing something, um, that'll be interesting to do like a like a talk, and I had this random message like, hey, Ed, would you be interested in doing a a talk in in Kate's High School, which is the school I went to, and instantly man i was like because i was like the naughty kid you know what i mean like teachers are like teachers are like oh this guy he, he was always distracted he was never focused yeah. so for me to do a talk in the school was like it was crazy man because i bumped into a few teachers and they were like you're doing a talk like they were confused did it like you're doing a talk even me like i just wanted to kind of um test myself i'm always testing myself so imagine like standing on a stage in front of all these kids yeah, and parents it's like it's a thing in it you know what i mean so i wanted to test myself sure. so yeah yeah that was that was cool man then that was before everything happened so yeah that's crazy i mean people listening who might not know you will, will definitely get into the everything and definitely get into all the other stuff that's <laughs> happened but um yeah so, so talk me for your education how, how do you find graphic design yeah i was i was um okay so the other day i was kind of going through all my school reports, putting like basically kind of putting my biography together because right now everything's coming together, you know? And um, I go through my reports from like 1996, man, from like primary school. And How old are you? I'm 29 right now. 29. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even from 1996, there was two things that I excelled at. 
reading and art. So English and art. And together, that's graphic communication, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's art yeah, and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. language. So I always excelled. I was always reading books that were higher than everybody else in the class. I was always drawing better, better than everybody. And it's funny because they always, the teachers always wrote, he pays a lot of attention to detail and he can use a lot of different mediums. So all that is is on paper, you know what I mean, for the future. Um, that's all the way back to primary school and moving into obviously high school. Um, you know, when you get to that A-level stage and it's like, you don't really know what to do, you know what I mean? Um, so I done like art, I done like maths, I done... I done IT and some sciences. Basically, I failed my A levels two times. I failed them, yeah. And then I know I'm a crazy guy, man. Um, and then I went to the careers advisor, and she was really helpful, man. I had a helpful one. Um, she went through like a bunch of like different questions and that. And I'll, I'm one of them guys that I don't settle for less. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was yeah. like, nah, none of these jobs are working. And then she found graphic design, and she was like. Oh, you can design toys, you can do packaging, you can do clothes. I just couldn't believe that somebody could do that for a living. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so she was like, why don't you do like a, a B-Tech in graphic communication? So that was like one course just on graphics. I went to college. I done that. I was natural at it. I got the highest grades. I was good. And then from that, I went obviously to uni and then done my degree. That's, nice. that's school life, man. Yeah, so you did a design degree at uni, yeah? Yeah, it's funny because cool. I graduated in graphic communication and nobody ever asks me. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever asks me, bro. Like, crazy, isn't it? Sometimes yeah, that I'm comes... like, whoa, I got a degree. <laughs> that's either because crazy. your portfolio is really good or, or you just come across as a really good guy that you don't need to talk about it, right? Yeah, that's, that's it. Um, or as a freelancer as well, if you work for yourself, like, people don't really... Okay, yeah. you do the work. Yeah, but, the work uh, just, just the speaking. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, but uh, that's funny. It's funny that you had a good careers advisor because uh, I never had one. I never had a good careers <sighs> advisor. It's always like, oh, why don't you do this? And maybe graphic design won't make you enough money. And uh, just... yeah, the doubt, doubtful one, is it? Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> You're at that point in your life where you need like solid advice. You don't need no wishy washy. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So they have a lot of responsibility, and I could say. Yeah, I mean, one thing I will say that you're a, you're a young-looking guy. I thought you were yeah. like twenty-two. Yeah, <laughs> and I I got the answer to that, man. It's because um I live free, you know. I've never had a nine-to-five in my whole life. Do you know what I mean? I've wow. never yeah. lived that way. I've always been like I'd rather have less money and figure my way out. And it shows, you know what I mean? It it, it shows because yeah. there's no stress on me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's good. Is it, what what advice have you got for younger people to coming out of university um, and sort of going straight into the industry as a freelancer? Because that's something that's sort of, I don't know, maybe seen as a bit of like the untrodden route, like the 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 scary scary route to go down rather than getting a job. Man, just everybody's built for different purposes, isn't it? So not like we don't all have the same route. You know what I mean? Mm. So some people they're made to work wake up nine o'clock, go, boom, do the work. That's not me, you know what I mean? And you just got to follow what your strengths are, you know what I mean? Like there's people that I went to uni with, they work in, in companies, they work at, wake up nine o'clock, make this movie and all that stuff, and go do their, their work, you know what I mean? And then they have the weekend off. 
me, I wake up 1 p.m. and just like, <laughs> you know, just find my feet. You, you know what I mean? I've always yeah, yeah. been like that. So I think people just need to stop like focusing too much on, on, you know, becoming this or becoming that. Kind of just go with the flow, go with your strengths, what you feel like are your strengths. And that will work for you. Not, it's not like a one piece of advice fits all. Do you know what I mean? No, I get it. I get it. And that's um, that was a good. The strengths bit is, a, is really important. It's a good, uh, good thing because, like, well, for my my story is like I didn't go to university and I, I tried tried to go straight away out uh, freelance out of, out of school, like college, and that was scary. Like, and it didn't really work out properly. Like after three years of on and off jobs and in and out of studios and like sort of trying to get in uh, into places, uh, eventually found myself you know at a current job but um nice. so yeah I knew, I knew freelancers freelancers tricky like really tricky so i've got a lot of a lot of respect for anyone that does it like straight out of university or out of college mm. so it's yeah i never so, worked for a company in my life man like yeah. a design company so i'm just like crazy so how did you like, how did you teach yourself like the, the industry then so that i'm still learning that's funny man what you said how did i learn about the industry because I'm, I'm still in the process of learning. I have friends that work in companies, so they're always giving me advice and like yeah, telling yeah. me how to deal with certain situations. And also, it's not that hard, you know what I mean? You kind of figure it out yourself. And also, like, going to America and just seeing, like, being in boxing as well, like, seeing what happens behind the scenes and obviously going to, like, Rock Nation and, like, mm. just seeing, like, how they handle artists and musicians and athletes it's just you see how things happen man it's like you start to put everything together yourself yeah so, I mean, you, you got a, like a truly unique story i think mm, uh, no one else has done no one else has done that sort of crazy thing, that, story that man yeah so what crazy. did you so, okay i guess we have to, so let's go into the bbc stuff i guess and then that sort of tells the story as it goes right um yeah. actually i don't know did you it's I got a it's, yeah. it's weird because I kind of got like two roots, but yeah, also I'm trying like, to think about it. yeah, it's very hard to kind of put my story into something linear. I'll let you tell um, it. I'll let you tell the story. <laughs> What's your story? Yeah. So obviously, first of all, how I started doing like little bits and bobs. Yeah. So I have a cousin. He has a few businesses. So the few early pieces of design work that I was doing was for my cousin. You know, I was doing a couple you know, a couple of logos here and there, 50 pound jobs here and there. So funny, man. <laughs> and um, it, it all started locally, you know, I started talking to certain people and being like, I'm a designer, you know, let me do your branding. I was really like um, verbal in my approach because I love design and I could see that Cardiff was very behind when it comes to design, way behind, you know what I mean? Because I was yeah, always yeah, looking yeah. up to the Americans. So, sure. you know, you know how America is. So eventually I got like this, um, I was working in Starbucks at the same time. So I was, I was working in Starbucks from college and all the way through university up until this day. <laughs> it's a crazy story. <laughs> and um, so I got my first like restaurant job where I, where I done the signage, I done the menus. And that was like my first like big job. You know what I mean? Like I got paid a couple hundred for that. I was happy. And people got to see like my work, like, locally they got to see it like, that's the big thing right is seeing your first bit of work in in real in real yeah that was cool man that was obviously on a, on a local scale and um, that was in 2016 i managed to do that and it was funny because when i look back i was always like promoting myself in a way 
but I was more about like just talking about design. I was like, come on, man, you need to change your logo. Like you got this restaurant, you know, it's amazing. But what is this, you know? But nobody yeah. cared. Nobody listened to me. Like they didn't really, do you know what I mean? They, they didn't really yeah, need yeah, it. Yeah. People don't understand and it, right? People don't understand they don't, they need to change the logo. Yeah, they don't understand, man. And that it, it's all to do with like what they're exposed to in it. If they're exposed to like all these shitty looking designs everywhere, <laughs> they're going to think that their design is okay, isn't it? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't really understand. And um, at, at that time, Instagram was just, you know, Instagram wasn't Instagram as it is today. You know what I mean? And um, I, I love boxing. So I would always like reach out to certain boxers, their team. And I would just tell them like, oh, you guys are in my city. Like, I would love to meet you guys. And um, it happened with this um, Cuban boxer. So he was like two-time Olympic gold medalist. And he was fighting in, in Cardiff in my city. So I was like, oh, it would be cool to meet the team. And one of the guys um, from his team, he actually responded to me. And he was like, come meet us and hang out with us shows around the city type of thing mm. this was 2016 and when i met this dude i had no like intention of any design with i was just like i'm just happy to be with these cool guys that you know yeah, what I mean? of course and um the guy in his team was like oh so you are you are a graphic designer yeah i was like yeah he's like you got a business card i was like nah he's like you got a website you got a website i was like nah i was like oh shit I, that's the first time yeah i felt that was the realization that I'm not the real deal, man. I don't have a card. I don't have a website. I'm not a designer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. I could see it with these Americans. They don't respect you. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then one of the guys in the team was like, oh, why don't you do a, a logo for Rigo? Rigo is the boxer. And I was like, oh. Then I started, my, my brain started to kind of like think of the, the vision. You know what I mean? Like if I make a logo for this guy, he signed to Under Armour. He signed to Jay-Z's company, Rock Nation. Maybe that could be my in to everything. You know what I mean? So all of this, it just unlocked in my mind. And um, after the fight happened, I stayed in touch with the team. I made their logo. They liked it. They paid me. That was that, yeah. So that was the Cuban guy. Um, and that was in 2016. And then from that, I had the, it was the whole Floyd Mayweather story, which is, um, cra this is a, another crazy story. So Floyd Mayweather in 2016, 16 announced that he's doing a uk tour and one of the dates was cardiff but nobody knew about the event nobody knew about it so one of my friends said why don't you contact the promoter and tell him he's doing a bad job at promoting the event i was like yo are you being serious like contact the promoter he's like yeah you love floyd so much and you're disappointed in this promotion why don't you contact them so i was like okay cool so i rang this guy yeah it's this local promoter in cardiff and he just told me, oh, yeah, we're, we're having a hard time negotiating and we don't know what's going on. I was like, yo, man, this is Floyd Mayweather. Like, this is like one of the biggest athletes of our generation. And this is an embarrassment. Nobody knows he's coming to the city. Um, so the guy was like, listen, if you help me promote the event, you can meet Floyd. I was like, that's, that's a good deal, right? That's um, a great deal. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was like, you just need me to, I, I just need to meet one person and then it's done. The deal is it's secured, it's done. Um, so one day before the event, it got canceled. So I had a message from the guy saying, oh, you know, it got canceled. Something happened. I was like, oh man, I was on the up. Now I'm on the, on the low, right? The next, the next tour date was in London. So I was like, um, 
I have to go meet Floyd, you know, I've never met him. This would probably be my only chance to see him. So I contacted one of his business partners on Instagram at the time. And he said, come to London, but no promises. I said, can I come to London and meet you guys? I just said it straight like that. Um, he just said, come to London, but no promises. So I rang my girlfriend, yo, we'll go to London tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. We went to London and it was crazy because we ended up meeting Floyd, Floyd's team. They took us to some club. That was the initial like um, connection with Floyd and his team. Um, that was in 2017. And then the following year, 28, no, that was in 2016. And then 2017, he come back for the tour again, part two. And this time he brought one of his fighters with him, Javonta Davis, who's now two-time world champion. And at that time, I was like, I need to do, you know, branding in boxing was like, didn't exist at that time. 20, 2017, there was only one dominant like logo in boxing and that was TMT. That was it. There was no other boxer that was like known for having a logo or their brand. And when I seen this um, Javonta Davis fight, I was like, yo, he's he's got everything. You know what I mean? He is like a superstar package. Um, so I said to um, Floyd's friend, um, I want to do a logo for this guy. And this guy, he's from Harlem, man, in New York, you know, and they're so straight. And he goes to me, where we're from, we don't talk. We just bring the work. I was like... Right. I was like, okay, you know, you know what I mean? Think about it, like the cultural differences. Like I'm here yeah, yeah. in the UK. It's so different. Like the Americans, they're very direct. They're very for the, they go for the throats. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. if, if you're, if you're a singer, sing for me. You know what I mean? It's, it's as simple right. as that. So um, I went back to Cardiff. I'd done the designs for, for Tank. That's his nickname, um, Javonta Davis. I'd done the, the design and um, Floyd's friend put me in touch with him. And I showed the designs to Tank. This was on like WhatsApp. And I remember a lot of people, they don't know this detail. Is it, was, um, it was a test, man. He said to me, ah, oh, can you make me two more logos? Like imagine I sent him this design that I worked on and I loved it and I could visualize it. And I was like, this is the one, you know? And he yeah. replied with, make me two more. I was like, in my head, I was like, nah, man, this is the one. Like I can't, like he has to go with this. So um, I, re I messaged him back like a voice note and I just explained to him why this design is the design mm. that he needs to go with. And he replied with, okay, I want to use it. Here's my manager's details. And then that was it. He put me in touch with the manager. I went to Vegas, signed all the stuff. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, cra cra that's crazy, crazy. crazy story, man. I've been, in some cra <laughs> I've been in some crazy situations, man. Um, so yeah, that was when I really got my break because imagine I was working in Starbucks at the same time. And in 2017, I managed to do like the logo to like boxing's youngest world champion at the time. Um, so I was like working in Starbucks and then catching a flight to Vegas, staying there for like a couple of days and then like coming back. <laughs> it was it was crazy. Yeah, transfer. Like, can you not just go and work in Starbucks in Vegas? Like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> stay there. I, I, yeah, it's crazy, man. But like, that's when like um, Wales Online picked up the story because that was Mayweather McGregor was fight was happening that year as well. Yeah, and Javonta Davis was on the, he was a co-main event. So he was wearing my logo. Oh, course, so everybody yeah. got to see it. That was cool, man. Um, it goes into detail in the, in, the, in the BBC show about like when they first wore my logo in London. That was amazing, man. Imagine like 
all the teamers wearing my logo big yeah wearing all the hats like i was like whoa i've done that on my own man no company no nothing (laughs) see this is the sort of thing i want to break it down because this is the sort of thing that uh, i dream of and like the kids at you know my my age like 22 sort of doing doing their first design jobs or or straight out of university or or coming up in the industry or we're we're dreaming of this sort of stuff so i'm interested to hear um a few different things so I guess first of all, so you just how did you get in touch with him originally? Just like for his promoter? Yeah, so now um I was already like Javant the Javanta job was not even I didn't even get in contact with his team because I was already talking with Floyd Mayweather and his team. I was already friends with them guys and so Floyd how did Mayweather. You get in touch with them? So that was through that was through, through Instagram. I got in touch with Floyd's friend through Instagram and I told him that listen I was um, trying to help with the promotion of the Cardiff event it got cancelled mm. if I go to London can I meet you guys and then that's when he, he replied saying come to London but no promises you know so I went turned up at the venue and yeah, he yeah. seen me he called me that's when it was like again man it's I think the key thing that I learned from all these situations is that just observing how different people in different circles operate and think do you know what I mean? Like, I was with my girlfriend, so she was very, like, she would tell me, oh, be careful, don't do this, don't do that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah. I had the, I had them guidelines. Otherwise, I might have, like, been like, oh, 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 oh. Do you know what I mean? You get too so excited, very, right? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was very disciplined in, in my approach. And, and, like, every situation, I get more and more disciplined and understand what's going on. Because that was my first, like, proper celebrity environment. And since then, I've been like in in LA, in like Hollywood, in the hills, in mansions and stuff. Like How often do you go to LA? How often do you get over there? So last year I went to America three times, and then this year I already managed to. It's so funny when I was booking my trip this year. Um, I was deciding between the end of February, like two weeks at the end of February, and my girlfriend was like, "You should take the later week." But I was like, "There's something." that told me I should take the week before. So I was like, nah, nah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to take the week before. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? The following week, Trump closed the borders. Man, that is crazy. <laughs> so, I, so I managed to get to New York, do my thing and get out. And then the virus thing kicked in and closed <laughs> the borders. I was like, whoa, I'm just such a sneaky guy. And I just managed to somehow <laughs> get, I, I don't know, man. It's just something else, isn't it? It's a gut feeling. I like that. That's, that's really yeah, cool. I'm a very feely person, man. I always react on my feelings. Like, literally, um, you know, for example, when I was in uni, America, going to New York, these things were, like, huge to me, man. Course, Do you know yeah. what I mean? They were, they were yeah, very yeah. big. Um, now, I'm just so local when I go there. You know what I mean? And literally, I could be like, oh, you know what? I just feel like going to New York next month. I just book it right there. I won't even think twice. There is no, like, being perfect, like none of that. It's just just do it, yeah, and yeah. it works. That's cool. So, so taking it back, going, so you just found the right person to contact, and and then that's how you you got in touch and like just so one person pushed on to another person, pushed on to another person, and then eventually you got to work with the boxers and put them over his team and. Yeah, so, the Flo- Floyd Mayweather one was pretty direct. Like I spoke to like his right hand man. And he took me to like this party. It's just for Instagram. Like you just messaged him. Yeah. But Instagram, like I said, it's not the Instagram it is today. Yeah. Back then, back then, yeah, 
I'll tell you something. Back then, I would talk to people um, like locally in Cardiff. There's a bell going off. Yeah, can I hear it? That's all good. Is it, anno- <laughs> is it annoying or is it nah, okay it's all to good. try? It's part of the podcast, so, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it's organic, man. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, back then when I talked to local people, they'd be like, what, you just messaged that person? Like people were so like yeah. um, precious in DMing someone. They were a bit worried or they were like, no one's going to reply to me. They had this like sort of approach. But obviously now everybody's like sending DMs and it's normal. Do you know what I mean? But mm. back then people were way more like, whoa, you done that? Like it was, what do you mean? I just sent a DM. That's it's nothing. Do it's amazing what, what happens so, if you ask. Like, that's yeah, a big oh, thing. You, you have to ask, man. Everything you have to ask, especially like with Americans. Like mm. if you don't ask, you're not getting fed, man. <laughs> yeah it's, it's cool. i learned so much up there man so much and that's why i think um that's been like one of the biggest factors in my growth going to america because like we said earlier they're cutthroat like look what happened to anthony joshua man he went there he got beat you know because mm. up there people don't praise you like they praise you down here up there nobody cares about you everything has to be earned do you know what i mean yeah, yeah so yeah. That's what made me this kind of like you said um, when you messaged me, you said, oh, you like the confidence. The confidence just comes from going there and just people just telling you direct. Yeah, you, you just adapt. I, I, like, I really do like that and uh, of getting getting in touch with people and messaging people. And that's how we got, you know, we got some big designers on the podcast is just just say hello and just offer them, like just ask. Mm-hmm. Um so I, okay, so let's let's make it a bit more uh, practical. So I really want to work with a lot of UFC fighters, like upcoming mm-hmm. UFC fighters. What's the best way to do it in twenty twenty? What? How do you sort of get in touch with people and start working with? Yeah, right people? now, me, I, I give you. I think this piece of advice is is what's going to separate people. You have to go direct to the people, physical, physical. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if you have to go to the events. Even if you have to go to like 10 events, you know, because these guys, they love persistence. They love it when you keep going, you don't give up. Because I've been in situations where people have been like, nah, nah. But then a couple months later, they're like, oh, this guy again. And they're like, Yo, this guy don't <laughs> stop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, we give him a chance. I, yeah, I would say like persistence. If you feel like you've got the goods, do you know what I mean? It's a win-win for both sides. So mm. you've got to fight your case. You gotta be persistent. So I would say, like all this messaging stuff, you lose all the feelings and the communication is not the same. Like I always say, people think DMing is the same as knocking the door. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's not the same, bro. Yeah, it's not face you know to face I mean? enough. Yeah, it's it's not the same. So yeah. that would be my kind of like advice to you, man. <laughs> it's so not what... that hard, man. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's no, not I get it. Hard. I get it. And that world wow. is not that big. That's another thing. This whole celebrity world, it's not that big. Yeah. It's so small. Yeah, that's good. It's good. I just, I'm just trying to think, because, because if you look at your story and think, okay, wow, it was so many cool people. Like, can I ask about? Because as a designer, you think, okay, that's amazing. I really want to do that, but I also want to get paid for it. Like, how did you get paid for all those big gigs? Yeah. So this. This is another thing, payment. Um, de- depends how you define payment. Absolutely, yeah? yeah, yeah. So, like we said, people got different ways of looking at things. And I think 
um, as a designer, you always need um, perspective. You know, there's different perspectives. So a lot of people, they look at things one way. But as a designer, you look at it from multiple angles, you know, and that's generally in everything in life. So payment is like, like financially, that's just one way. You know what I mean? There's many different ways of being paid. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah, so, 100%. So some jobs I got paid for. Some jobs I just didn't want to even get paid for. I was like, you know what? This is okay because it's how I leverage that project. Everything is like, for me, it's like, it's about leveraging. It's about doing something, putting it here and making my own value. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. it's like, that's what I've been doing this whole, like, my journey has been very, it's like the marathon approach. It's slow and steady. Do you know what I mean? And I do now, get it. Now yeah. the big payments are coming through now. But at the start, I was just leveraging, leveraging. I was like, oh, I'll take this. I'll, I'll take whatever. I was like appreciative and grateful because I know that eventually I'm, I still haven't peaked. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And that's, that's a big part of... Um especially your story because if you work for someone as big as you did like these huge boxes and i'm sure the word gets around that you're okay okay i don't know a boxer sees this other box has got an amazing logo and they say oh who did that for you and then they recommend you so it spirals yeah. into it and that's something that um people find hard to get hold of that sort of exposure and it's it's a bit of a, a dodgy word in the industry i guess like <laughs> as a graphic yeah. designer you're like oh you're working for exposure but uh, in your case you've done fantastically on it right yeah it's it's the story, man. Like that's what people love, and they love the story. So sometimes you gotta think about like what really makes your story unique. You know what I mean? Mm. So this is one thing that I recently done. I defined like who I am as a person, and like the little details of what makes me different as a designer. So a couple of the things I come up with is okay. I'm Welsh, yeah. So I'm from Wales. I'm Welsh, yeah. I'm a Welsh designer, but I'm not just Welsh. I'm brown. <laughs> that's yo do you know what i'm saying or yeah, so yeah. That, these these are key points man you know that right yeah this yeah. is what defines me so i'm like i'm welsh i'm brown i work in starbucks i work with celebrities but not just any celebrities the top two you know what i mean so mm. in a way it's like i start to like define who i am what makes me different i'm not just this graphic designer do you know what i mean I know yeah, exactly like the angle that I'm coming from. And I think it's important for everyone to kind of, everybody's different, everybody's unique. So anybody can apply what I just said. You know what I mean? And I learned this from the Americans again, because when they talk about, Americans are always talking about breaking records all the time. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, how many records are there to break? They're breaking records all the time. It's because they define their records. They define mm. it. They say, this was the first african-american to run the hundred meters at this they're very definitive so if, if you def if you're that definitive you can break any record do you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So first, first it, designer to to design a mug in 15 seconds you know like. yeah okay, yeah yeah <laughs> you broke a record you broke a record man <laughs> so it's it's the way you package that up and you sell it to people do you know mm. what I mean? And then that's what gives you the ex exposure. But my one, it's, I always believe the best exposure is organic exposure. You know what I mean? Just say it happens I mean like, orga organic. Word of mouth sort of thing. 
Yeah, like I didn't force my story. I do work in Starbucks. I do catch these flights. It's not, it wasn't planned. I didn't go to America and be like, I'm doing this for this. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember, listen to this, man. This is, a, again, an amazing story. I had like, when I graduated, I had like saved up some money. I was working Starbucks more hours, doing a couple of design jobs. I saved up some money. I had a couple of G's in my bank account. And um, <laughs> this fight, yeah, this fight, this fight come up in, in, in Vegas. And two guys on the card were fighting that I that I know that I've met them already in the UK. I've already met them. So I said to myself, you know what? Is it worth me going to America because I know two people that are fighting going to Vegas? And um, this would be my first time going to Vegas. So I spoke to one of my friends and I said to him, I've got this much money in my bank account. If I use it, it's like gone. It's like that's all I've got <laughs> saved, yeah? Yeah. And he was like, you might as well go because you're probably going to have more success over there for a week than you would have here for a year. You know what right, I mean? Right. So I used that couple of G's. I took my girlfriend, we went to Vegas and it was so funny because I was backstage at one of the fights and a random dude seen me, some media guy with his camera. And he said, yo, I seen you, you made Tank's logo. I seen you on YouTube. I was like, yeah, he was like, can I do an interview with you? And this was like on the spot in Vegas, don't know who this guy is, but he had his camera and I was like, okay, go ahead, do the interview. He'd done the interview and um, a random guy in LA seen that interview and he said, I've been looking for the guy that made Tank's logo and now I found you. And then that guy, he, he called me from Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, I was in Cardiff and my phone was ringing saying Beverly Hills. I was like, who the hell is ringing me from <laughs> Beverly Hills? And then that guy ended up being my biggest client for like the rest of the year. So imagine like I used that little bit of money I had in my bank account, saved up. I took a risk and then from that risk, I made, you know, double, triple money back, which wasn't even guaranteed. It just happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I, I... I I would be scared to do that. Like I would. Uh, That's uh. I mean, I've been to America for like design conferences and stuff, and make some amazing friends and contacts out of it. But like, that's that's a big big thing. That right? Just going to America and like hoping that something comes of it. Yeah. Um, it's like you develop in it as a person. You develop like these little details. You think different. Mm. Like going to conferences and that is like it's like a safe zone. You know. It's right, like, right, right. you know, everybody's going to be a design guy. You know, everybody's going to say, hey, my name is wherever I work for wherever. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. when you're there in the jungle on your own and you've got to look at everyone and you've got to be like, who's this guy? He looks important. Nah, nah, nah. You're, you're, you're like, you're, um, you're fine tuning your vision and you're sort of like the way you look at things. And that makes you a better designer and also just a better like, um, you can judge characters better, you know what I mean? And that's what we do. We, we design for people. So understanding people is so important. Yeah, you said that on the BBC thing. I was, I was impressed that you picked that up because the thing is about the BBC, and we'll come on to the BBC documentary sort of uh, feature in a minute, and I, I've only ever seen designers feature on the BBC on The Apprentice, and like, they don't speak, and I, like, they get told what to do. And I'm like, that's not how a designer is. You don't get told what to do. You have to talk to the client and understand their problem and that's exactly what you did and I was, I was impressed that they showed all that um, but uh, yeah so even to people listening and to myself it's all very 
there's there's definitely key points you can pick up from this conversation that we're having uh, as as things to do like the contacting on people and but I, I really do like being t- really tangible and really like giving good advice in this podcast so yo how do back. Oh. It, it paused for a bit for his back ah there we go we're good we're good um but yeah so i was saying I, I really do like being sort of giving a good advice and really tangible on this podcast so what can people do to to have this sort of this confidence and this this go-getter mentality that you've got and um and how do yeah how do people work with these big big clients first of all you've got to leave your comfort zone man do you know what i mean that's the main thing people are too comfortable we we, we live in such a comfortable society in the uk it's so comfortable man um so that's why that's why i went to america in the first place because i felt that like that feeling of being comfortable like it's like I was living in my mum's house yeah, and I was doing a couple of design jobs and I was like waking up and my food was made, like everything was made and I don't have to pay no rent. I, I felt feeling. this, yeah, I felt <laughs> this like, I felt this like, let me, it's, I'm quite philosophical, man. I felt like, you know what, Ib, you're a man. Why are you living in your mum's house doing like, do you know what I mean? And I, I met, a, um, I met that feels very very real right now. <laughs> yeah, I met a guy from New York, and he said to me, "You're just a kid. You live in your mom's house. You don't even know how it feels like to cook your own food, to pay your rent, and that." And then I went home, and I was like, "He's right, you know. Like, I, I am a, I'm just a boy. You know what I mean? So it's like I took that risk. I moved out. You know what I mean? And now I have to pay my own rent. I have to cook my own food, etc." But that, what it done, it raised my whole like hustle level. Everything just went up. And that's the same year I got the Mayweather job. I got all these big jobs because I moved out my house. So simple, right? I took that, I moved up that comfort zone into mm. this and um, everything, like, everything just rise. You know what I mean? Mm. And then from that, I was like going to America with like, like you said, like nothing confirmed. You know, I'll just turn up and just wiggle my way. You know, and then that gave me, again, every trip gave me more and more confidence as I got more familiar with the environment and the people. So I think um, just just start small, you know what I mean? Start taking small risks and small, like leaving your comfort, comfort zone. Yeah, I definitely definitely agree with that. Um, you can do it on so many levels as well, leaving the comfort zone and, and trying new things and like, even just trying new food. So that's a start, right? Mm, um, yeah. But so, so the con the contacting people one's an interesting one. I don't think we talked about it a little bit, and we don't. Th- I don't think people do it enough, uh, and it's, it's a thing that's helped me massively. So how are you still contacting people to do work for them now? Are you still like like I wanted to come and help you? No, no. I, I don't. I, I like you know how many boxers and athletes and like so many people message me, but I just don't take the jobs. Mm. I just don't take it because now I'm in a position where. Um, I'm very particular about my brand. If I become this designer who's designing all these logos for all these boxers, I've become pigeonholed into this guy who's known for doing designs for these guys. And I don't want to be that. Do you know what I mean? Right. That's not what I'm about, personally. I'm more than that. Um, that's how I look at myself and my own brand, the Ibi Tarafta. So right now, I'm very selective. Like, I get a lot of emails and I just select, okay, this client. I look for projects that are different, that are completely different. You know what I mean? Because I want to be tested creatively because I'm just bored of doing athlete logos. You know, I was doing that for a little bit. And I was like, this is is boring. Like, it's not, 
comfort zone. Comfort mm-hmm. zone, man. I was like, this is I can do this in my sleep. I was waking up and just had the design done. Do you know what I mean? I was like, this yeah. is like living in my mom's house, man. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I do like that. I, That's a good analogy, I, yeah. It's like I had to I had to look for projects that were different. And the BBC thing, when that opportunity come up, again, I was very um um, cautious because of the title Young Welsh and Pretty Minted so I was like oh, you know that's not what I'm about but then leveraging so I thought about okay if I'm on the BBC I can get that prestigious BBC title and then I can leverage that up to get to my next step do you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, so that, that's that's exactly what I done I took that opportunity and that like showed a little bit of what I can do and now I've started to get certain clients contacted contacted me because they noticed this guy is different he has a different approach yeah so, yeah there's, there's no doubt that that's definitely helped you as well but uh, yeah i mean if you ever need anyone to pass on these uh these logo jobs too I'm yeah, here, yeah i'm here for you <laughs> yeah definitely um, man i think you're the guy man <laughs> uh, get you no, ufc jobs <laughs> no i definitely yeah i need to reach out to some people after this after this podcast and say look i'm happy to come and help you out and i want to or, you know, I want to do some design work for you. But, yeah, um, maybe send like voice note or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You use use senses, man. It's more yeah. than just reading. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I started doing for the podcast. You know, it's helped massively. It's a lot more personal. I love I love doing mm-hmm. voice notes and, and video messages, like Instagram messages. You can do uh, a minute now, like yeah. a video. So it's good. It's good. Um, no, it's cool. Okay, so I mean, yeah, you've given sometimes like good little bits of advice and, and stuff like that already so hopefully people listening have made the notes and um yeah but uh yeah do you want to go on to the bbc stuff do you want to talk about a bit about that how they picked you up wherever you want to talk about man like yeah yeah, right, yeah. the bbc thing yeah so i had um oh man having good friends is yo you gotta be like just be selective of who you hang around with you know what i mean like all my friends like I've probably got less than 10 friends in Cardiff that I call like close friends. They all have my back. Like they all have my best, my best of interest. Mm. So I had, um, there was a guy working for the BBC and he was in charge of like, they, basically they need like diversity in it because everybody is like, you know what I'm saying? They're looking the same. So <laughs> they need diversity, right? So yeah. there was a guy working for the BBC and he was in, he was in charge of the whole finding diverse people people of color basically for the for the show and he reached out to one of my friends and said do you want to be on the show and my friend said to him i'm not ready for the show but my friend ibby he's ready Mm -hmm. i think he should go on the show so he passed the ball on to me isn't that crazy like he passed yeah so he passed that on because again it's it's um it's the right move at the right time do you know what i mean so some people like three years ago or two years ago, if that opportunity come up, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in like this year. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that ball was passed on to me and I was ready. And then I had this, like, I met like um, a couple of the producers spoke to me and obviously my, my story and they were just like, yeah, we need, cool this guy the sh- we need this guy on the show. So that was it. And again, it was like, I knew, yeah, listen to this, man. I knew, again, it's like going on stage at my school, you know, going in front of all these people and doing a speech. It's like I would leave my comfort zone again because think about this, man. All of, everything that you see on that show is live. 
There's no、mm. rehearsals. So I'm like presenting ideas, pitching ideas, talking with a big, massive light on me and camera crew. Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk, like so, talking through all that stuff in front of your client in, on camera is like scary. <laughs> yeah, I can hardly do scary. it without the cameras. But like, like I said, it's all about right move, right time, and it's about being ready. You know what I mean? I was ready. I was like, I was well. I welcome the cameras now. I'm like, come, come like I'm ready for it now. Yeah, I remember、yeah. there was a time where oh, you shut, put the camera in my face. It's a bit. You know what I mean? Um, and I think being around Mayweather as well, just seeing all the camera people chase him and just like in his face and how he deals with everything, I seen that firsthand. And I seen him go into the car and that after and what he says about the car, like how he deals with everything. I'm just like, that's how they do it, you know? They just don't yeah, care yeah. about nothing. They're just this. They're just like this. Do you know do you what I mean? That's because they're used to it, though. Yeah, that's because they've had it so much. Yeah, they're used to it, but it's also like if you observe them, you you can learn from it as well. So、um, it's about mentally getting into that space, and it, it's crazy because obviously the golfer you see you see yeah, do you yeah, watch yeah. golf? No, no, I don't watch golf either. So listen to this, <laughs> man. I, I yeah, listen to this. I, so the BBC they were like, "What what can we film you doing?" I was like,、oh, "I don't know, man." Like. Obviously, they can film me in Star, film me in Starbucks, and film me in my studio.、Um, and then the producer was like, "We would like to. It would be nice to follow you on like a live project." And at the time, there was no live project, so I was like, "There's no live project." I was thinking all sorts of things, like who would be good for TV because this person's now going to be on TV, right?、Um, and I do what I do when I'm when I'm in a situation of like not knowing what's going on. I, I do this thing. It's called let it sit. So if things are not working out for you, don't stress it. Just put it to the side. Just let it just let it just work on its own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's what I've done. I just put it to the side. And、um, I had a trip to LA booked. And、um, I was on my way to LA, and I got a message. I got an email from a sports agent. Crazy, like saying, "Hey, Ib,、um, I like your work with Tank." Um, I'm working with this golfer. His name's Andrew Beef Johnston. He he wants some branding. Would you be interested? I was like, this is the job. BBC. This golfer. This is it. It's like perfect. And the way things happened, like that, I didn't even know that was gonna happen at that time. But something made it happen, right?、Mm. I didn't reach out to no one. And so I was like. You know, obviously they had to agree to the filming and that because he was like he's a celebrity and is you know you know what I mean as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I got a celebrity client and I'm doing like I'm working in a completely different sport. I have no idea about. I don't know nothing about golf. I had to do research <laughs>、yeah. on golf, like everything, all the terminologies, like the rules, all that, and then I had to do research, like obviously into the client, the golfer. So I had to like quickly build up so much in my mind. Um, and then all of that was being filmed. You know what I mean? All of that was filmed, so I couldn't mess up. I had no choice. I was like, "Listen, I'm gonna go in, and I can't mess up." And I knew I'm not gonna mess up because I've kind of like I've rehearsed it so many times. So yeah, that was that situation, man, with the BBC. 
the the one thing that I saw on on the on the BBC feature and one thing I thought was really really smart that you kept doing was giving your clients something a little bit extra. So with the golfer, it was the the little T-shirt for the upcoming kid that they're going to have, and then mm. with the the original one, it was having the hat at the presentation. Yes, that, that is so smart. Like, yeah, if, you if, noticed that, man. Yeah, that's, that's there's some gems in that BBC thing that if you're watching, you'll be like, mm. oh, I seen that, and that's exactly where it is. Them little details because you're going that extra step. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Always yeah. go that extra step. Never like. Just give them what what the package is. Always go beyond. You know, it's it's normal, and okay. it shows. Like I, I went beyond, and I was thoughtful in my approach. You know, I I think about the clients all the time. I, I'm almost like become the client. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just love that. I, love, I think that's one thing that people can um, want to take away from the BBC feature or, or this podcast if they watch the BBC thing is that. Yeah, definitely give your client extra. Make the most of the situation and, and present them some, with something physical uh, is is a huge one as well to wow them over. Especially for your favorite logo, and then because uh, <laughs> I was watching it, they were like, "Oh, I like that one. I like this one." And then they were like, "Ah, oh, this one's this one's pretty good. It's pretty good." And then you presented it with them on a t-shirt, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go with that one." Yeah. <laughs> that was the smart. one. Man. That was that was definitely the one. Like, it's... how how much did you talk to the golfer before doing the the. Uh, doing the, the BBC filming how much what how much did you like talk to the golfer and get like a bit of a brief or or uh, uh, um, yeah so I, I met the golfer once at the start of the project like I, that was we went for dinner and that was that and then the, basically the second time I met him it was filmed and the third time I met him it was filmed <laughs> crazy that is crazy <laughs> crazy right and like he was ready because obviously he gets filmed all the time so he was even even like he gave me that opportunity, you know what I mean? He was open. That's the type of guy he is. So I'm open. He's open. It was just perfect, you know what I mean? Mm. For TV. Yeah, so, yeah. yes, everything you're seeing it is, is live, is, is on the spot. Nice. What's it like being in a BBC film, uh, like a TV series? Yeah. Trust me. Now I feel, I feel like, imagine I went home and watched it with my, with my mom and my sister and my brother. I was like, we're actually like like waiting till like a certain time and then I'm gonna come on on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, I was like, when it actually happens, yeah, you 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 actually feel like, oh wow, that's wow, whoa, like Yeah. And it, it is really like um because me I'm always looking for the next thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But having that time to just step back. And just be like, whoa, you actually got to this level. That's amazing, right? Like on your own, on your own two feet with your own money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's impressive, man. It's really, really cool. I mean, I mean, your story fits the, the feature perfectly. Um, do, have you seen the other ones? Have you seen the other series? Uh, I, I didn't, <laughs> to be honest, um, I didn't watch other people's features. Yeah, I yeah. like just went to my parts because... Um, the way I do things is very like um, I don't look at what's on the left or what's on the right of me. I just do me. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. what I was doing. I was like, I got my pieces here. Boom, put that in. Everything else is like it's noise to me. I like. Yeah. I see, like everything you say is like a lesson, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything, Yo, everything you think about. 
yo man it's it's like i've been doing this for years i've been reading so many books i've been going yeah, out yeah. there like do you know what i mean like Absolutely. it doesn't it didn't just happen overnight like i said i'm 29 but when i was like 22 i was always reading books 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 i was always watching things i was all do, do you know what i mean Absolutely, yeah. yeah. and when you get to that age like imagine you in like six years do you I'm, know what I'm, I mean? I'm worried that, about it. Like, I'm interested nah, to see where it's going to be. <laughs> don't be worried. Never. Don't even use the word worry. Start with that. Don't even use that word, man. Do you know what I mean? Change your language as well. Like I never use stuff like, oh, that's going to go wrong. Or I'm worried. I'm worried. I never use the word worried. It even sounds weird. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So this this confidence, this is something I've, I've picked up myself recently. Is um, I've, I've sort of figured out that I've, almost brainwashed myself a little bit into kind of the, the mindset of working and, and like the, the hustle mind or what used to be called the hustle mindset or um sort of determination of like working hard i think i, I brainwashed myself like by watching gary Vee videos basically uh yeah. like how, how have you got this like who have you been watching what books have you yeah and this is another amazing thing man because i really i, I don't like gary v in it only because <laughs> um i feel like um like you could. You, I learned that myself. I didn't watch no one. You know, really? I I learned okay. that. My, yeah, I learned that mindset myself. Like this whole just and through experience. You know, going to America and just how they treat you. So you anybody can learn it themselves. Um, I always believe that like experience always is better than you know seeing it seeing it through a screen or reading it through a book. You know, real life will teach you way faster. But when you combine like the whole watching the videos and real life, you're able to really define like your own individual mindset. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, if it. everybody is brainwashed by Gary V, they will become a version of Gary V, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. you're not going to stand out like that. You need to find out what's unique about you. And you learn that by experience. That's what I think. Um, I'm going to give you um, three books. Yeah. Three of my favorite books that changed my life. Keep <laughs> them next to each other. So, this is the first one. Getting things done, Get, David getting Allen. Things, David Allen, getting things done, yeah? That's number one. Number two, essentialism. Obviously, nice. this word in 2020 is, is popping right now, and that's the word, right? I read this 2014, man. I've been essentialism since 2014. Um, and then the last one, flow. Like so that. that's like the classic, classic work on how to achieve happiness, right? Yeah, yeah. So these three books, they're my triple threat, man. They're my triple threat. And look, you can see I've, I've got the, the posters oh, the inside post as well. Yeah. yeah. So them three books really like affected the way I think because it's about like efficiency, how you work and also how you approach life. And it all goes into my design work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. this whole like the whole confidence thing, the whole mind thing and obviously going out and being on, on field, I call it. Do you, do you only buy books with white covers? Ah, <laughs> oh, did you read that covers? <laughs> No, no. Oh, I something I noticed. Like I've only ever seen like oh. you with books with white covers. <laughs> nah, that, that that's crazy. You mentioned that because someone commented on the YouTube video. What type of books do you read, Ib? Books with white covers. Uh. Nah, nah, nah. I I, re I read this. 
this this is this is interesting, man. It's a good question you asked me. Um, I got to a point where I was I love reading books and I my book collection was just it just went crazy. It was just growing, and and then I read like I was thinking to myself like I want to respect my books because they were on the floor, they were everywhere. So that's when I got into shelving. I started to research like different shelving to like hold my books. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So that's when I found Vitsu shelving, which is like you should research that Vitsu. Is designed by this German guy Dieter Rams, and that's where uh, Apple yeah, got yeah. all of their inspiration from. Legend, absolute legend of a so, so I got Vitsu shelving, and then that's when I was like respecting my books. Then I was like, which order do I put my books in? Because everything was like a mismatch. So I just googled like how to decorate with books, and a book come up like how to decorate with books, and then there's different ways of organizing your books and i like the way of organizing it by color because it breaks mm. sections up nicely and it visually looks good as well so it's funny you mentioned that because i got the white books like that i got the the reds going into the greens and going that's into cool the you're a proper designer you're like gradient books i, I, lo- <laughs> I love books man and you know so yeah good good question man got a little bit yeah. more a little bit more knowledge there <laughs> um I, the thing is, I, I switched to audiobooks because uh, I love, I do love books, uh, but it's, it's like I, I, I learn better by listening to to audiobooks and talking to people and, and that yeah. way rather than reading. So also, I can I can listen to an audiobook for six hours. It might take me like a year to read a book. <laughs> yeah, so it's easier. But um, yeah, it's good. It's, I do sometimes miss having having the actual physical book because it's like if you see like one up here, for example, is uh, is Michael Bisping, the UFC fighter. I've got his book. And like that, looking at on my shelf, it's like, oh, that's, like, it gives you a bit of confidence sort of thing. Yeah. So I do miss Does, that a little um, bit. Physical, like I'm one of them guys, man. I love physical over digital in everything in life. And, and another thing that I love about physical books is if I have kids, I'm able to mm. pass it on. So yeah. I'll just I'm always thinking, you just have to, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, it's like, I like that whole passing something on and it's in your hand. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, very absolutely. Phil- yeah. Philosophical, you could say, man. Everything that I do I love is it. very... It's considered. I consider it. You know? I love that. Um, yeah. It's, we'll, a, it's a very simple way of living as well. Very simple. Not too much. Just, just simple. Yeah, I know my, my backdrop looks very messy right now, but but I'm getting, nice in, <laughs> nah, I'm getting into the, uh, the whole idea of essentialism. I love it. I, I yeah, do like, get, really like the idea. Get that book, man. Essentialism. Mm. Yeah, well, get yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, getting definitely getting more down that going down that route and sort of getting rid of things that aren't really useful to me anymore or, or don't serve a purpose anymore. So it's it's exactly, interesting. Man. It's really interesting. A um, lot of things don't matter, man. A lot of things don't matter. Sure. Trust me, a lot of things don't matter. <laughs> uh, that's that's become more apparent, I think, now when we're all sort of staying inside, locked down, and can't go outside and like it's um. How are you coping with it anyway? I love it, man. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it because I'm just reading and I'm just... I love to visualise, so I always sit down and I'm visualising, like, what's... Where do I want to go? Where's my future? Where's, like, my studio going? What am I doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm able to I'm able to do that with, like, razor sharpness. There's no distraction. Nice. So it's a good it's a good time to visualize a lot of the things I visualized before it actually happened, and I speak to my friends about it. So when it happens, 
they've all been a witness to my story. Do you know what I mean? Mm, it's it's yeah. quite nice, man. That's cool. Where, very, where very yourself? cool. How, how, are you, how are you finding it? Yeah, I mean, today, today I think, sort of the first day, I felt like, ugh, well, I can't wait till this go, gets over. But um, I do, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more productive, that's for sure. Uh, I'm getting a lot more done. Um, and I've got the, the whole old post-its like, on the wall up here, like all the, the mm. based around the podcast. I've got a week off work next week, so I'm just going to just demolish them all and like, get through nice. everything done. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool time, interesting time, right? It's not, you know, it's not going to get back to normal. It's going to be a new normal. Yeah, you know that, 100%. Right? 100%. So it's a good time for designers as well because I think brands, like people are going to buy from certain brands and like I think transparency is going to be important. It's going to, everything's going to change, man, visually. Yeah. Corporate companies, they're already changing. <laughs> they yeah, have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I, I do just want to mention that. I, I don't think it's a cool time. I think it's, a cool time if you haven't been affected by the virus because <laughs> uh, mm. it's like yeah. uh, I must be yeah I, I can't we, we can only it. we can only talk for ourselves isn't it that's right that's right that's it um, that's, that's the best way to say it man yeah but uh, okay like, like like your philosophical I like I like that a lot and um, the last part of the podcast is more about that going into the deeper side of you and, the, and then we get in the guest so um, yeah well we start off with less philosophical question but what is your best purchase under £100 under a hundred pound, <laughs> damn man, that's uh, under hundred pound. You gave a number on it. Uh, you must have loads of stuff. <laughs> under a hundred pound, I'm just trying to think, man. Like there, there's a lot. There, like one of my best investments is my shoes, my Ultra Boosts, but they're like hundred and twenty pound. And again, it's like twenty quid. Uh, yeah, twenty quid above the budget, but like it's timeless. Is it goes with every outfit? It's effortless. I don't have to. I remember I had like a massive collection of shoes at one point. I wake up and be like, "What shoe do I wear?" Then I read Essentialism and I realized the time I'm wasting on picking which shoe. I just sold all of them and I was left with two shoes. Every day I'd wake up, grab a shoe, leave the house. Do you know what I mean? I love it. I love that. It's it like the Mark Zuckerberg thing, isn't it? Where you just have one outfit. Yeah, that's it, man. It's it's, it's simple, man. So what is your so best budget? Yeah. Shoes, yeah, but they're over it's over the budget, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I have a lot of nice. Oh, one purchase. If you're a designer and you ain't got this chair, the chair that I'm sitting on, the Aeron chair, Herman Miller Aeron chair. I feel sorry for you, um, <laughs> because listen to this. Yeah, I was reading. I read that book, Getting Things Done. And it talks yeah. about efficiency and your workstation and your, your seating and how everything affects your workflow. And mm -hmm. they mentioned the Aeron chair. So this chair was designed for um, hospital patients who had like back problems. So it was designed at Herman Miller, which is, you should just Google them, furniture company, big. Um, and these guys, two designers, Bill Stumpf and Don Chadwick, they designed this Aeron chair. And basically the project got scrapped. They were like, we don't need the chair no more. But they loved the chair so much, so much thinking and desi design went into the chair. They pitched it to the CEO of Herman Miller and the CEO was like, okay, cool. Let's just put it to a mass market. And one guy in like Wall Street somewhere bought like a load of the chairs and it just changed the game because this wasn't your typical leather chair 
Um, you know, you know what I mean. And the price point was a thousand dollars at the time, and a thousand dollars for a chair that's not leather was like, what's so special about this chair? But this chair affects the way you think. You know what I mean? Because the way it supports your body, and it's like, and now it's like a design classic. It's in the Museum of Modern Arts, and I done this research when I was in uni. And I remember I got my student loan and I bought the chair and everybody in my class was like, why is this idiot buying the chair for a thousand pounds? He's crazy. <laughs> Yo, I've had this chair since 2013, yeah? All of them people that I went to uni with, majority of them got back problems. They were called <laughs> chiropractor. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's funny because I was able to get that knowledge and that information. Do you know what I mean? And just just make that purchase that investment and it, it's like it's still here to this day do you, how do much you know what was i'm saying it? how much is the chair and it was it was a thousand pound yeah and not just that a couple of my friends have bought it so now like four <laughs> of my friends have got it <laughs> i will say crazy. though that's like that, that's 900 pound over the budget <laughs> yeah i'm just it's a good know, purchase just... though that, that's no, a serious um serious purchase and obviously that's a lot of money but i mean it, yeah, I understand the, the importance of a good chair. I do. I really yeah, do. If, if you're going to be a designer, if you are a designer, you spend most of your time sitting down, right? So your investment, most of your money should go into your seat, right? Absolutely. And then your desk and then your... You know what I mean? So for me, Absolutely. logically as well, it makes sense. And the proof is in the pudding. You could say that. The yeah, proof yeah. is in the pudding. So um, yeah, there's there's a lot of... I'm very conscious about my purchases. I don't really think about money. I think more about what I'm buying and what it's doing for me. Do you that's know good. what I mean? Yeah, that's Money good. is not like, uh, it could be like, there's there's things that have been on my wish list that have been like, at the time I thought, I could never, ever afford that. Do you get me? I'll be like, but, do, but yeah. it's, been yeah, on, it's been on my wish list for like five years. And then this year, I ended up buying so many items. And I'm just like, I never thought i'd ever get these objects that been on my list for all these years nice. but it just goes to show man that nothing is out of your reach you know what i mean sure I, I think your whole story that that message of nothing's out of your reach your whole story sort of encapsulates that like it's mm. just <laughs> it's a lovely message it really is but, um, it's lifestyle yeah well, one question i didn't ask is like so you still work at a starbucks like why yeah yeah, so I work in Starbucks two days a week, Sunday and Monday mornings, um, two five-hour shifts. Um, I like it, man. Like right now, the, the job for me is like, is, is easy, you know what I mean? It's easy, plus it's like, it's not it's no effort for me, you know what I mean? I go yeah. in, I do my five hours, I get to see people, get to interact with people. Just start, it's funny as well, because Starbucks originally... When I first worked, when I first wanted to work for Starbucks, what appealed to me was the brand. <laughs> I remember the first time I seen someone holding a frappuccino, and I was like, "What is that drink?" So at the time, I was in college. I didn't even know what branding was, but clearly it was affecting me in a way where it, it was desirable. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, down to like the green straws they were using. If you see a green straw on the floor when you're walking down the street, you know that's Starbucks. How the hell did they brand the straw? Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's impressive. I got, so as a brand, I learn a lot about branding through Starbucks and also, like we said, meeting different types of people and just seeing the way 
they they are you know you learn so much from it yeah no it's good it's good that it's you know you still got that and you still like doing it and that's the important thing right is that you enjoy doing it um mm. but uh yeah cool uh so what was your best purchase under 100 pounds oh man i i, I don't even know <laughs> i don't even know man because i don't think about like how much i spend on things you know um Give me some examples. What have people been? What have I mean, people like your saying? like those books that maybe that that's a good purchase. Like they taught you a lot. Those three books, yeah. but like some people have said, like train tickets or to go and see like a girlfriend or like meet someone for the first time that led to a marriage. Or and that's a that's a long stretch one, but um, stuff like stuff like experiences or event tickets or uh, yeah, books have been a good one. Like whack on tablets, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Damn, yeah, there's there's so many things, man, that I, that I've got. Like, <laughs> there's so many things that I've got. But under hundred pound, most of the things would probably be books, right? Yeah. So cool. books. I think headphones is always a good investment. Like getting the AirPods was mm. like a game changer for me because the wires, it eliminated the wires, which eliminated how much I in the morning I I have my my keys and my card holder and my headphones on a little tray. Essentially, so every morning, yeah. I'm ready to go. There's no hassle, and I don't even have a wallet. I have a card holder, you know. And I've had yeah, that I've since. I've got one of those. No, it's upstairs. But yeah, yeah. Because think about like how many cards you use on a day. You got the rich wallet. Only... Is it the rich wallet? Is it? No, no. I don't. Oh. I don't. That sounds like um one of those little Instagram adverts that come up. <laughs> Basically, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> saying buy, saying buy <laughs> this. This can make your life easier, you know. But no, no, no. I've got a nice little, you know, it's a, it's called Magella. It's a designer brand. It's nice. Magella. So nice little, yeah. I got a Magella nice Magella. No, no, Mason Magella. So I live pretty, pretty simple. But when it comes to like spending money on things, I'm not really like, oh, this is under a hundred pound. I don't really look at the money first. I look no, at the cool. object, what it does for me, and then I work out how long it's gonna take me to get it. <laughs> That's cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, you know, what have you got any life advice for anyone? Any, anyone listening? So what's what, your best what? bit of life advice? Uh, take more risks, man. Solid answer. It's it's pretty easy. You can apply it to everything. So yeah, taking taking risks is because it's like so straight and direct, but it's also so scary at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like take risks. You um, never know where they lead you, right? As well. Yeah, you never know, man, where it's gonna where it's gonna lead you. I like that. Um, what makes you tick? What makes you get up in the morning and like start doing design? What makes you ready to go? Um, nothing. Nothing really makes me go. Um, I enjoy life, man. You know, I enjoy every step. So as soon as I wake up, I'm very like, ah, I'm up. I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do today? I'm very like, I'm not like. Unless I got a project on, like I've got some projects scheduled, so right now I'm taking some time off. But um, just like, just like how far I come, you know what I mean. I like to always assess myself and be like, oh, I remember when I was at this point. I'm always looking at like the times when I found it difficult, and now I've reached this point. So that kind of motivates me to go to the next stage and just keep moving, like assess assessing myself, looking mm. at my past to like move forward. 
So I think yeah, that's, that's, cool. that's important because a lot of people, we go through a lot of struggles in our life. And when you overcome it, you're like, I overcome that, man. It was, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, at the yeah. time, you, that you gives may you strength, think motivation. like, yeah, yeah, like one of my biggest inspiration is, is Tyson Fury, you know? Come on, man. What better story do you need than that? That is the yeah. story. Do you know true. what I mean? It's true. So it's like, I, I've never had any weight issues, but if, you know, a lot of people have weight issues and like, like, look at that guy, man. Look how big he was. And then he bec- he went to America, man. He went to America on their terms, yeah? And he beat Wilder two times, really. You know what I mean? Like, look, first time, yeah? He got, he. it was a draw. It was a draw. And in his head, he knew he won. But you know what? He had so much confidence. He's like, you know what? Let's let's go again. It's the, those sort of comeback fights are incredible. Um, and, and like, not just the, the, sto- the whole story of his his career of fighting mental uh, mental health stuff as well is is huge. But I even think about like famous football matches where the teams come back like in the second second half to like draw mm. the game and then take it to penalties and like it's yeah those those are inspiring stories and the whole whole journey of it is uh, inspiring if you've got a story that's for sure yeah, yeah. and i think like we, we just talk about um it's more about your mind man it's not the physical is do you know what i mean it's not mm. that important mentally that's what wins you the game all the time is that mental strength so always focus on like what's in your mind your mental strength and like taking risks and doing these type of things is, is what's going to build up that that mental strength that motivation do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just in it. I'm <laughs> in that life. I, I love, love everything you're saying. Um, okay, last question is, uh, how do you want to be remembered? That's a deep question, man. Because I don't even know how I want, how I want to be remembered. Me, I'm just like, I'm living a true life, man. I'm living a life that's, um, that I decided on. My parents didn't decide it for me. My partner didn't decide it for me. Do you know what I mean? I decided on every step that I take, every move that I make. I made that judgment. I made that call. So I do want to be remembered as like someone who lived like their truth. Someone who didn't get like swayed by exterior, external influences and pulls. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you could probably find me as the guy who's like everybody believes this and I go the opposite way or I like to question it you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so I think you know being remembered as like a person who lived like you know true to himself his beliefs I think that's that's important man love it I love that um, where can people find you check you out say hello to you uh, find out your work and all that my, my Instagram is um, obviously that's the first place people should go so at Ibi Tarafta that's my personal page um, you're gonna have it at the link and that anyway, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then <laughs> would I, bad at yeah, me if I didn't. Yeah, nah, <laughs> you gotta have that. And then I got my studio page as well, which is Tarafta Studio. So yeah, it, it's it's interesting because um, my Instagram and my studio page doesn't even show much of my work. Isn't that crazy? I know. I'm like that, yeah. I'm, I'm like a magician. I'm like constantly distracting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like constantly distracting, but. It's because I, w- I like to keep things separate, man. I like to keep things separate. It's just my branding, the way I do things. 
I like to show people, oh, I'm a graphic designer, but then they go on my page, they don't see graphic design, but they see good design. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's impressive about how, you, how you've got these people. And obviously the word's getting around about you, so it's cool. It's cool to see that. Um, yeah. You, oh, you caught yeah. me at a good time, you know, because it's I'm pretty much booked for the rest of the year. <laughs> Can you believe that? What sort of projects? It, what have we got coming up? I got, I got some nice projects, man. I got some... I, I don't want to say too much, you know, because obviously um, I don't know how the clients are going to feel, but I've got some really, um, really nice, nice projects, man. Like, I, like, all, like no celebrity stuff, you know what I mean? No celebrity stuff. I'm, I'm kind of like just away from that. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it, see what happens. It's good. Yeah, no, it's going to be good, man. Obviously, like I said, I picked projects that will engage me creatively and bring out something different. So I went from boxing to golf, and now you're going to see some crazy stuff, like toothpaste or something. Like, what the hell happened here? But, but if, I say Colgate re- if I say Colgate rebrand coming up, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll know it's funny. Uh, no, nice one. This has been, it's been a real pleasure, so thank you very much. Really appreciate no, it. It's, it's been good, man. The whole um, the flow of the conversation has been, it's, it's been really comfortable, and like it's, it's, it's been nice, man. I really, I really enjoyed it. I felt like I know you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good so, to hear yeah. that. So I like, I like the uh, guest come away with, with that sort of feel. And uh, mm. I'm sure, like you do, home now. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can chat more on Instagram and uh, keep in Definitely. touch. Definitely. Well, one thing we do end the podcast with is uh, the saying "Cool Runnings." Peace be the journey. Have you seen the film? Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool Runnings. Yeah. yeah, I watched it years ago, man. What's the, what's Peace, the saying? Uh, the name is cool. Uh, the the saying is "Cool Runnings." Peace be the journey. That's what peace it means. Peace be the cool runnings. Peace be the journey. Yeah, there cool. you go. Nice one. I like it a lot. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. Uh, like I said at the start, tons and tons of great advice in this episode. Uh, really, really smiling from this episode. I think it was one of those ones where you walk away and think, ah, oh, yeah, this is this has got me fired up. Um, I love it. I love his, his attitude towards design and work. Uh, and have his, his mindset around essentialism as well so I think we're on the same wavelength and I'm, I'm definitely going to be chatting to him in the future and since recording we've been chatting and sharing bits as well so yeah, it's been good it's been good um, yeah I hope you uh, enjoyed it as well so yeah check out the, the Apple Podcasts um, link and, and please do leave a review over there um, we're, we're trying to get up, up the rankings as much as possible and trying to impact more people on the podcast so yeah, any reviews do help us climb the, the design charts uh, as it is over there um, yeah, creativewaffle.club for all the good stuff you've got uh, the newsletter over there as well which is cool um, tons of great stuff on there, tons of free stuff as well sent out three times a month and wicked, that's it I think I think I've mentioned everything that I want to say thank you very much for listening, I'll see you next week for another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast cheers oh, no, I didn't, I forgot um, <laughs> if, you're, if you're still listening uh, this is going to be raw now um we're doing a, uh, a Thursday sort of chat, uh, community chat, community group sort of uh, thing from now, which uh, is posted on Instagram. So do go and check out Crazy Waffle on Instagram, um, and we'll, we'll find uh, also the newsletter as well. We'll send out the link um, to all the people who subscribe to the newsletter. But it's a community chat, so just talking studios, studio talk, shop talk, whatever you want to call it, just having a chat um, between creatives or just as many as you can get in one Zoom call, um, six o'clock on UK time on Thursdays. Uh, yeah. That's the last point I needed to mention. Thank you very much. Uh, See you then. Cheers.